On the 168th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we are back from an unexpected two-week hiatus, and we're ready to get your team primed for a playoff run. We'll also go over the top games of Week 11, and of course, give you our Boys of the Week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens as we head to the end of the, the regular season with just a few four short weeks left. Time to make a final final playoff push comes by so quickly. It does. Uh, it does. Yeah. So if you're on the if you're on the bubble and like I am in our league at five and five, fighting for your life, picking up any wide receiver and hoping they hit. Or if you're, you know, sitting pretty at, you know, second or third seed, looking to uh, trade off some of your death players to get to shore up your uh, your lineup, still, still exciting time in fantasy. Oh yeah, and we, you know, again, we're gonna apologize for our two week absence. You know, sometimes just stuff mm-hmm. gets in the way, but we're back, and we we will be back for the rest of the season. Um, no more, even if we have to abbreviate, them, we'll be back. We're not, we don't want to leave you guys hanging. Very excited to be back. Isn't it wild how fast it, the season goes? But like, say, uh, all, like how slow do the last two weeks in that in August and that first week in September go? Oh, yeah. Waiting for for football. Like I feel like that takes forever. But once it finally comes, we're in week ten. Uh, yeah. Right away. It Snap was. Of the finger. Yeah, I was gonna say it was, yeah. it was August, and now it's middle of November, and didn't seem like any like didn't seem like that like. Two and a half months passed. Yeah, I'm already I'm already looking at like the points scored just to see like tiebreakers, yeah. see where I'm at, and yep. then, like looking at like week, you know, fourteen, fifteen. If there's any like under the radar players that have easy schedules, stuff like that. There was look. There's yeah. like I've looked try to try to to trade players, like and basically in all my leagues, I'm pretty much, I wouldn't say on the bubble, but I'm like I'm not like first or second. I'm like in the mix. Of all of them, and I'm worried that when I'm looking to trade players, I'm like, "Oh, this player looks good," but ah, shit, they have a bye week next week, and I'm like, "Is that gonna is that gonna fuck me?" Like, so like, I, like I know it's like tough. You really shouldn't worry about bye weeks, bless you, John. Um, but you know, I don't want to trade for a player, and then next, you know, I need these wins now. I can't worry about the playoffs if I don't make the playoffs. You know, so it's like that's like a tough. Yeah. Time. Yeah, you're yeah, pulling like, a. It's hard to punt weeks now. I was looking at some trades, and I was like, if I make these trades, I'm punting this week. Um, and I don't know if I want to do that. Even if you are up a game or so, if your points for aren't high, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. You need those points for and like the win tiebreak. You need it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, and that extra week's fucking me up because I keep in my head. I'm keep I keep thinking, okay, three weeks to go. Like I always have that thirteen in my mind because I, I always want to get to eight and five. That's like my uh, that's my good, goal. I feel yeah. like most of the time, eight and five, you make the play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, unless you know it's a real tight league, but now now it's nine and five is like <clears throat> what you kind of want to get to. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, and the other thing is, I I don't know if anyone else does as well. Speaking of bye weeks, like 
if you have those players that are have that have bye weeks, like and you're desperate, like make the trade, and that you can get some player that maybe like, again get you into the playoffs. And you never know what could happen. Uh, you know, four or five weeks from now, but make the best opportunity for you to at least get the get into the playoffs. Don't get those players like that. Don't that yeah. already had their bye weeks. You know, like. That's what I would. That's another thing. Like I said, look for those players. Like that. That's it's big. It really is big. Yeah. If, if I have cup and I'm on the bubble, if I have someone like cup and I'm on the bubble, like I don't care if I'm like fucking the rest of the league by going to the first place person and being like cup for uh you know if I need an RB two like you know cup for uh, I don't know Pierce like give me you have somebody you can you can give away and you can wait on cup like I'm trying to make the playoffs here baby like yeah. like. I, I'm bumping his value down, even though I think he's gonna be, and I think he's a tough guy. I, I do think he'll probably be back like second round in the playoffs if you can make it that far, maybe week uh, fifteen. I mean, it all depends on how shitty the Rams are doing, right? If the Rams are out of playoff contention, they might be, yeah. be like, "Nah, just rest. You're our, you know, star player." So, but you're right. Maybe that's the maybe that is the move though. Trade him to that first place team that's like locked in and being like. He can help you in the playoffs. Ultimately, maybe never yeah. helping them in the playoffs, and you just sort of, you know, reaping the benefits of that. Yeah, we'll see. Football's a—it's such a not shut down sport. Like it's its the reason why I love it so much. It's one of the few left where it's like these players don't have long careers. They're always looking for their next contract, and they're looking to to get their stats. So. I think if a player generally is healthy enough to play, they play, unless they're like a malcontent. Or J.K. Um, Dobbins. Well, J.K. Dobbins got injured too. Again, um, no, I know. Michael <laughs> Thomas. There you go. Michael Thomas is like one of the exceptions. <laughs> Michael Thomas. Um, he uh, won't play no matter what, unless he feels like a hundred percent with his body and mind. Uh, I don't even know what to say about Kadarius Tony because it looked like it was like a mutual thing. The Giants were like, "Nah, you're injured." He's like, I'm not though, and he's like, eh, look, you, you, sure? look, you look pretty you sure? injured. <laughs> but um, so I don't know. I'm a little confident that Cup's gonna play again. Play again, if even if it's for three more games, but we shall see. I mean, the good thing is that it's it's real tight, so a lot of teams are gonna be in playoff contention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until the end, and especially with. It's still one team gets a buy, right? Yeah. 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 One team yeah. gets a buy and then six. Fucking then... every sport changes their playoff rules every year now. So it's <laughs> Just... hard to like <laughs> keep track. Baseball caught me off guard. I had no clue baseball completely changed this year to change their playoff rules. That caught me off guard. I, ha- I had to read up on that one. I was like, wait, what's the rule now? The bo- yeah. The both like, Orioles have a chance? Game. <laughs> when are, are we still doing that playing game? What's going on? Um, and then I was like, "Why are they playing five games? I don't understand. What's going? Wait, when do they play? <laughs> um, like, this is one game. This is five series. This is a seven. Se- I'm like, okay, all right. Let's let's just keep it. Keep it just for a few years. Don't change it, please. Just yeah, keep it the same. So we'll see. But anyway, a cop, um, a a player on a week thirteen buy, which is the most infuriating thing in the world. Yeah, that's somebody you might want to try. I, I've been trying to go after Marquise Brown in our league because I have a good re- I, I'm eight and two, so I'm like, oh, I can I can wait until probably week fourteen to play Marquise Brown when the team that has him is 
uh, five and five is five and five. Well, let's talk yeah, about like, week fourteen buys. Like even worse, the Falcons, mm-hmm. the Brand, the Falcons, the Bears, the the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders. Six fucking teams on buy in the last regular season fantasy league. Yeah, that's it's a lot. Disgusting. Wow, it's so disgusting. You lose Justin oh. Fields. You lose Cordero Patterson. You lose Taylor. You lose Olave. I mean, you're losing players, man. Like, and yeah, oh. the, the Fields thing is crazy, especially because he looks like you know a top five guy right now for all positions. But uh, which is insane. Imagine us saying that mm-hmm. uh, four weeks ago we, when we were like he shouldn't even be in the NFL. We were like, who's worse, Justin Fields or I forgot Baker who? Baker Mayfield. Baker, yeah, and like Fields yeah. is like, well, look at this. I could run for 150 yards a game and get two touchdowns. It's like, oh shit, you're a running well, back, and that's about time. Yeah. To vindicate us a little bit, like that's what we always say about QBs that could rush. If you don't run them and they're not, and they're just average throwers, then they're not going to be good QBs. So don't, don't be afraid of them getting hurt because they're just as worthless to you, healthy as they are injured. <laughs> that's, they're not doing what they're good at. That was the name of our last episode for Daniel Jones. So, so I'm glad they finally were like, okay, Justin Fields is kind of a freak. Is so, uh, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, um, but yeah. So like, like I'm talking about last last uh, last week buys are gonna kill people. Week thirteen buys, but you're right. Like, if anyone bad for the players too. Like, what the hell? I mean, for a team that's looking like they're gonna make the playoffs, like no, no, no. Just really for good. like the actual players in those teams, like how beat up. Like you don't get your break. Oh until... yeah, but I, but that's what I'm saying. Like. It's or or the guys that had like week three buys. It's yeah, like, I don't get why they can't just group them in the middle a little bit more. Yeah, if they're gonna yeah, do six teams, know. if they're gonna do six teams on week fourteen, you're right. Like, why not do? Why can't they group them closer in the, in the, in the middle? I, I don't. You're right. It makes no sense. Six teams in the last last uh, on week fourteen. It's like this, and only having not last week but two weeks ago, only two games in a late window. Why can't they just figure this out? Oh God, the, the, Every, everyone everyone just wants it. I will say they're gonna move to two buys. And more international games because I'm lo- I love these international games. I, can- I I I don't care. I'm a sucker for the international games. I love waking up early and watching them. Well, how excited are you? All- how I mean, not waking up for it, but eight fifteen on Monday, at Mexico City. Not not as exciting, is it? Or is it exciting? Not really, right? It's no, yeah. The Monday, like what? What are you? What am I supposed to say? Exactly, I know, but I am excited for four yeah. four o'clock games this week. Like, there you go. Thank Fire you. Up. Like, give me. Can I quad box? The uh, the four o'clocks? Yes, I'm happy. Because even Scott Hansen is just like, what do I do with two games? He's like, I, I can't do this. There's so much. Yeah, there's so much time filler. Well, yeah, and he's also like, I gotta now. If if one game ends before the other, it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I can't play this game. Yeah, it's really uh, really dumb. So I, I like having the. Uh... Oh wait, no, three four o'clock. Oh, my eyes deceived me. Well, that sucks. Um, well, that's slightly worse. Yeah, slightly worse. But it's never going to get any better than three or oh, at most four o'clock, four four o'clocks. One, two, three, four. Somehow four next week. I don't know. I don't know what their system is and why. Just they hate the four o'clocks. But anyway. Although aren't aren't don't you get a little sad if there's not a lot of um if there's not a lot of uh. One o'clock games, because I, I do complain about the four o'clocks. But what there was a week where it was real heavy buy, and there was like 
maybe like two weeks ago, there was like four one o'clock games. I was like, that's not enough. I don't even have any <laughs> fantasy players in this. <laughs> well, that's the other thing too is when there's not any four o'clock games or two of them. And then, like, all my players have already done at 1 o'clock, and I'm like, well, this is boring now. I'm like, now I don't have any 4 o'clock players going, and I have two only two games to watch because... And I couldn't really focus on the 1 o'clock because there was fucking 400 of them. Like, you know, I don't know, like a little more of a... Yeah, I, I'm the opposite. If, if, I, if I could have a day, if I could have uh, one fantasy game where I have nothing but 1 and 4 o'clocks, no Thursday, no Sunday night, no Monday... It would be very good for my heart and my stress levels, and I, I'd be really happy about well, that. Well, I agree with them. I hate having Monday night bullshit. I, that, that hurts me so much. Having to wait a whole day to figure out if you're going to win or lose is probably also, I hate going Thursday, too. Yeah. Then if like, your guy scores a little bit below, you're like, oh, well, I'm just fucked for the entire week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday is I uh... never do good on Thursdays. That's like... Mm-mm. But I think everybody kind of ha- feels that. So somebody must be cleaning up on Thursdays out there. <laughs> Someone Not did. me. Not me. Well, if this... we all suck, somebody's do. Somebody's picking it up. Well, this week it's going to be Tennessee. It's Tennessee versus uh, Green Bay. So not going to be a ton of players being played this week um, on a Thursday. Yeah, no, you're right. So it'll be a, it'll be a light fantasy day in uh, on a Thursday, which is good. I haven't had a Thursday player in a while. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the last game where I had a guy on Thursday. I mean, you had to have somebody, whether it be a defense or a kicker or some shit. But... All right, well, I did, I, <laughs> if I'm just all right, maybe I'm just talking about my one, our my the the main my main league. Mm. Didn't have anybody. I don't have anybody this week. I didn't have anybody in Atlanta against Carolina. Didn't have anybody in Philly versus Houston. Um. Oh man, I that's nice though. I enjoy those. Had, um, no, I didn't. I don't think I played Gus Bus. I didn't have anybody Baltimore against Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm always having fucking Thursday people. I I didn't have anybody New Orleans against Arizona. Um, wow, well, we're really going back. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have anybody Washington against Chicago. Um. Indianapolis and Denver. I didn't have Dolchich yet, so no, I did not have anybody in that one. Jeez. You'd have to go all the way back to Miami and Cincinnati in week four where I had Higgins. So, yeah, in my main league, I haven't had a Thursday night player since week four. Wow. This is the, first time, this is the first time in a while I'm not going to, but, but, but I, I don't think that's the best. Um... Material? Yeah talking about there might be some life. guy out there that relates to this or some lady yeah right that's like yeah me neither dude <laughs> <laughs> um, all right so anyways let's talk about some good content let's go to that bills vikings game which oh. justin jefferson i think that was the best catch of all time that was absolutely unreal yeah if not best catch like easily top three and um on a fourth fourth and 18 that would have yeah. ended the game which is nuts yeah, I, heard, I heard the first good thing from Bill Simmons I've heard in a really long time since he's kind of like aging and he's not good at like talking sports right now. Um, but he was he he said it was like a combination of the Beckham and the Tyree catch. And it's kind of true because he kind of had to like he did do the one hand pullback, but he also had to wrestle it away from the defender, which made it even more impressive that he was able to win the wrestling match with one hand. I, yeah, I, from the looks of it. 
I feel like the defender's hands being there actually helped it from not hitting the ground and actually like sort of like help like keep the ball up and allow Jefferson to pull it back. Like I don't know. I feel like if the defender wasn't there, it might have actually hit the ground. But I, it just feels like it looks like the defender may have helped in that situation. But of course, he had to wrestle it away from him. But still, ha- has the um, the fuck it, he's out there somewhere meme uh, been any more true in football history than Cousins with Jefferson? Maybe like Culpepper with uh, Moss. Cole. I'm trying to think of a or like Stafford with uh, Megatron. I'm trying what? to think of more of a time where like a kind of mediocre to good like they're good quarterbacks they're not great winston, just kind of was like i'm win, just gonna fucking winston to evans <laughs> winston to mike evans <laughs> okay yeah that's that was a little more uh that, that was well that's because james could actually could not see him down there because he didn't have this place <laughs> exactly but like there were times where like i think like evans was like averaging like 12 uh targets 13 targets a game like just constantly just getting like Winston just fucking chucking it to Evans every play. Yeah, and two of them, play. and two of them were interceptions. At least two of them. But that's what he did. It was just it was that was the fuck it. He's there and he's throw it to him. That was it. Not saying it was good. Not saying it, you know <laughs> made the best results. But that was it. Yeah, true. And you can't count guys like Copper, like really high target guys, where it's like you know there's accuracy to it. Like you know these are not just throwing it up and just hoping your guy's going to win a jump ball. Like this is a lot of times with Jeff, a lot of times Jefferson gets really open. <laughs> he's a great route runner though. That's the thing. Like he's a fantastic route runner. Uh, man, what a game that was. Yeah. And also at the end, I was like, everyone was whatever on Twitter. Like, wow, what a game. Can't believe, you know, Vikings lost. I think I'll stop that for you or whatever. I was like, should the bills just take a purpose safety try to waste 10 seconds and then try to hold them to a field goal or to hold them to not get a field goal. They made that so tough though. To, I like, know, to go from four to two when a field goal could win it. Yeah. If it, was, that, it was, if it was over a field goal, if it was going from six to four, I, I would say absolutely. Obviously the move, you saw the giants do that earlier in the season, yeah. but for a field, we've seen teams score field goals in, in seven seconds. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. It's, it seems like it's just so easy in the NFL now to get to the 30-yard line. I don't know what it is. Like, defenses find it impossible to not allow a team to get to the 30-yard line. I thought they should have um, they should have shotgun snapped it. And if the play breaks down, take the safety. But mm. at least try, like, give your player some room, give Allen some room to work. Because the one inch line, like yeah, it's tough. Even There's if the snap was good, it's going to be hard to get out of there. Yeah, they were. They really were. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't like that. But I, I mean, that's one of multiple plays that I didn't. You know, that I think cost the Bills. Obviously, not going for a field goal, putting himself up even further, and then throwing the interception in the end zone. Like, what are you doing on fourth down? You take take the three points. Right, you have been up what seventeen at that point or sixteen at that point? Yeah. Like, what are you See, doing? Teams got to stop. Look, how many? Like, what was it? Like three years ago, we were begging teams to go for it on fourth down, but it's gone too far now. It really has. Like, we were begging teams to go for it on fourth down when they were down seven and there was four minutes left in the game. And you're like, you're not getting the ball back, idiot. Like, you or if you do, you're gonna get it back with one minute. Just go for it. Like, you, you what? You don't trust that you could get five yards over your defense has to make 
Like your defense has to have a three and out, or you get five yards. What's easier? Yeah. And modern now, but now teams are like, oh yeah, we're analytics. We're up. Yeah, like you said, we could either go up two scores or we can go for it on fourth and two for some reason. And we could like literally, like they're literally just trying to like put the nail in, like the pure nail in the coffin when it's like, you know, just play the better game and kick the field goal, get the get the points, and then trust your defense to hold not, not score three fucking scores. Or like fuck, yeah. or Mike McCarthy going for it uh, in overtime on a what a fucking terrible call that was. Uh, what fourth and six it was, I think it was. Well, Mike like, McCarthy's just a bad team, but bad, like bad coach. you, you, I, I believe they they were. I don't, I can't remember if they were close enough to field goal range or just fucking punt it. Like you literally just gave Aaron Rodgers a short field, and then I, I it was bad. Like the, again, the analytics is such a everyone just goes off of numbers and not the actual like teams they're playing against and the situation and it, it's just bad calls with these four too many fourth down going for it yeah it's weird it's wild how much the pendulum has shifted one way I mean, but you see some smart coaches who are like kind of a bit like who was the king of fourth down five years ago it was harbaugh and now harbaugh's like I'm going to take some points in these games <laughs> and you're like oh wow look harbaugh's like kind of zagging now because he's like oh well so many people are doing it. They're kind of like leaving points on it. Not that Baltimore has its own problems with giving up big leads, but yeah, <laughs> they they have been a little a little more a little smarter than other teams on situational football. It's just take the points sometimes, guys. Take the points or trust your yeah. defense. Trust your defense. I think especially when you're ahead. I understand going for it when you're behind. You there's like. There's only so much time in a football game. You're gonna run out. Like you gotta get these points. Yeah. Um. Don't be a pussy. But when you're ahead, just pad your lead. Like I don't. I don't get going for it when you're. Just keep padding your lead. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm 100 with you. It's. Uh. Just I don't know. Bad play calling in my opinion. And uh. But what an amazing game though. Going back to the Bills and. Uh, Vikings. That's two games, two seasons in a row. Look like the Bills are on the wrong end of uh, of probably one of the best games of the season, uh, losing to the mm-hmm. Chiefs last year, and then now the Vikings this year in overtime. At least they entertain yeah. us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two teams I really like too, just like as a rooting standpoint, because they're just like they never won anything. Like I always want to see the Bills and Vikings do well. Well, they're, but they're the two teams that have lost four Super Bowls, so yeah. <laughs> Bills four in a row, and the Vikings, you know, over the span of, what, like 10, 15 years or something like that, so. It'd be nice to see one of them win something at some point. Yeah. Um, also, really funny, the Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday, who had no coaching experience. <laughs> Fucking Raiders. And Josh McDaniels is going from the teams that you like to root for. I love seeing Josh McDaniels lose. He has a he has a really dumb face, and <laughs> he always gets indignant, and it's just really funny to watch him lose. And then the Raiders are like, "Oh no, we're definitely not going to fire him." Yeah, they they said uh, that he is in the plans to be their uh, coach next year, and apparently, I heard the same thing for Nathaniel Hackett, which I was just like, "Ugh, why?" Like, yeah, that's why? bad. Can we, can we deforest the uh, Belichick coaching tree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe like 
Hackett needs to go. McDaniels shouldn't be a head coach anywhere. He's he's failed multiple times. Um, Dennis Allen needs to go for New Orleans. Uh, it it's, it's he was looking pretty good in the beginning too, and then he, it fell apart. Yeah, and the uh, I know he's not running the offensive play calling. It's Carmichael, but I, they probably both need to go at this point. Pretty early for them, I guess. They, you know, they don't. It's not like they have an answer at quarterback. That's kind of tough. They kind of have. I mean, they really haven't given Winston the really fair share. And even though he was supposed to be the starting quarterback, and he has a fucking C on his jersey, um, and they'll and now it sounds like nah, we're just gonna keep throwing Dalton out there. He's uh, he's doing really not good, but we're gonna keep throwing him out there. Fucking make a change. What's the worst I could do? You keep losing. Like, There's not much you need to see uh, out of Dalton this, in his career at this point. Yeah, he, we still. I think we still need to evaluate Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we need a couple, couple more weeks. On the other side of an ancient quarterback, I think it absolutely is the right move to stick with Matt Ryan since they're at, they are in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah, and like he clearly gives them the best chance to win. I do love that he was not supposed to be playing for the rest of the season because they didn't want him to get hurt because of like some sort of stipulation in like the the money they were supposed to get him. And then Jeff Saturday comes in, he's like, "Nah, Matt Ryan, quarterback, just fucking." I love it. I did like that move, and obviously they won. So I mean, you better like it. You're you would look like you were about to throw Michael Pittman down the toilet. And now he's a player again. Thank God. Everyone's going to go down the toilet in that team. I know. Same thing with uh, my guy, Paris Campbell. Look at him. The last three games with Matt Ryan, he's like averaging 20 points a game. Yeah, showing showing signs of life there in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, But smart move. Uh, well, well it remains to, see, remains to be seen about Jeff Saturday, though. I mean, they did play the Raiders, who just know how to lose games. So uh-huh. we'll see how it is next week. Uh, and they, that first game with a new coach is always very rah rah. Yeah, yeah, one for yeah, the sure. And who they play? But, who they playing this week though? It's a tough but, matchup. So it's uh, Philadelphia, who's coming off a loss. But like a little indignant about the whole he's never coached thing. Like the guy was a lot like a lineman for a very long time. Under Pey- like he was Peyton's right hand man his almost his entire career like it's not like this guy is like oh yeah we picked this math teacher and we put him in here like it's he's not he's not not been around football I thought that was a little weird how much they piled on like the Giants for the for two years had fucking Joe Judge who was like a glorified special teams coach so you're telling me like a guy who coaches special teams under Belichick's really more qualified than like the main lineman under Peyton Manning for his entire career. I would, That's true. I would have been more annoyed if it was like again, this is an interim head coach, right? Like this is yeah. like it's like I would have been more annoyed if like this was like the next season. They're like, yeah, not Jeff Saturday. And like there's all these good candidates out there like waiting to be like the head coach, right? Like sure. I think that would be a little more like egregious than what they did. Yeah, no, definitely. It wasn't. I'm not saying it was the best candidate. I'm just saying there's a lot of other bad candidates. There's a lot of other <laughs> coaches, and we. It seems like we don't really know what makes a good coach until the coach is actually the coach. coach like, yeah. There's so many coordinators that just don't know how to lead a team. 
Like they just it would be they'd be yeah. so much better off focusing on their one little bubble of football. Yeah, Dennis Allen. That's one of them. Just gonna yeah. throw it out there. Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Just like Josh short wire. Yeah, he absolutely short wired. <laughs> um, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is like an absolutely mm-hmm. terrible head coach, but a genius defensive coordinator. Yeah. He can't coach though. Like he's a terrible head coach. He he knows the shit out of defense though. That's very true. Um. Anyways, uh, any other stories? I mean, we had Cup hurt. We had Kadarius Tony popping up. Anything else big? Rogers Brady looked look like they were back yeah. for one week at least. Tony Tony made your list. I like that. What about um? What about like uh? The tight end situation getting more dire with Ertz and and oh, yeah. going out for the year. Is is Godair out for the year? I know Ertz is. I I saw multiple weeks for Godair. Yeah, but... Ertz is. Oh yeah, they're gonna. They they said the like good old. We have to uh, reevaluate him to see if it's a year or not for Godair. It doesn't look good. Oh, man. He could be back. He you know I I'd throw him in the cup, in the cup situation, but a little better since they're obviously a playoff team. But then again, unless they're fighting for the the one seed. Which they probably will be. They will be. Oh, they will. Yeah. Be. <laughs> so, so yeah, they might they might rush him back for that. Maybe a little more optimistic than Cup, but if you get him back, I don't think it's going to be until the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, good news for someone like uh like uh, Hopkins or Rondell Moore or even James Conner. Uh, even with Colt McCoy, they they look all really good. So Colt McCoy is obviously uh one of the best backups I think there in the league. Uh, he had a good game. But I mean, he's but done it, and I mean, not happening again. I, I, look, I, is Kyler Murray probably coming back? Yeah, but I think Cole McCoy has got to be up there for one of the best uh, backups in the league, right? He had a he had a good game. Look, I, he could he could he can uh, run an offense. I'll that's all I'll say. But I don't. I, th- I watched I watched <laughs> him play a few games as the Giants starter and. He's very good at that first game in, and then the shine wears off very quickly. And then he goes, he's a 150 yard, one touchdown, no interception guy. Oh, I'm saying, look, Geno Smith played for the Giants, didn't he? Yeah, well, Geno Smith. I know. Smith had some good had had some good games too with the Jets. Kurt Warner also played with the Giants, right? And he was pretty. Sh- I'm just saying. Look, I'm just I'm just pulling up names that play for the Giants and weren't that good. And then all right, well, Cole McCoy has other stops. Do you want me to say the Redskins too? Redskins. I'm just Uh, saying. um, I'm just saying. I I just I think that there was there was an Arizona beat writer that was like Colt McCoy. Should he be starting the rest of the year? Yeah, I know. I saw that. I saw that too. Of course you're gonna. Of course you're gonna say that. It's anything for uh, you know clicks or you know. Re, you know, views or whatever the fuck. But no, I just I'm just saying, like, no matter who it is, I think Hopkins and Rondell Moore, I think, are top receivers. I mean, Rondell Moore has put up numbers these past three weeks, which is ridiculous. And Hopkins has been yeah. number one wide receiver since he's been back. Um, I don't think that'll like. Yeah, well, and but, but I mean, you know, Brown's coming back, and I I wouldn't sleep on him because you know Hopkins is gonna have is get is gonna have to get doubled and. Brown was lighting it up before Hopkins was on the field, and he, we all know Brown's not a target monster. Like he's a take the top off the yeah. defense guy. So, you know, I I would target him in some trades too because is uh, is he coming back? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, 
It's either next week or after the 13 bye. It's probably going to be week 14. Yeah, they were saying, yeah. Getting close would definitely be back after teams 13, uh, week 13 bye, uh, based off of what uh, Kingsbury said. So that's going to be a deadly trio right there of wide receivers. But I think that'll hurt Rondell Moore. I don't think it hurts Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, I think the main... The main pain is Rondell Moore in that one. The main pain. <laughs> yeah, know. well, because when they were... Well, Rondell Moore wasn't healthy with Marquise Brown, so I don't know. Yeah. All right, do you guys... What, what do you want to talk about? Uh, like, players? Do you want to think any players that, like, are done? Any players that you want to, like, look like... Maybe, like... Be oh. sure. Like, like, set up, like, for the playoffs? Like, players that are looking, like, like ascending, descending... What about my main man, Jeff Wilson, man? I'm loving him right now. Man, he is looking real solid. Like, perfect for a playoff. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what a what a bad spot. Like, he was in. And, like, I don't know if anyone's ever dropped him, knowing that, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey was going there. And then, like... Oh, people dropped him because I picked him up. It's insane. And now he looks like he... Like, he, he, could, be, he could be a league winner. Uh, especially like with running backs being the way they are, um, I really do. I like Rashad White on the the Buccaneers. Yeah, Rashad White to a lesser extent because he's still gonna seed passing work to Fournette, and it's just not that good of an offense. The thing I like about like with Wilson and Mostert is that it's such a good offense. So it's like, all right, even if you only get sixty percent of the snaps. That's still a high end RB two and such a good offense. Like Rashard White might be like a higher end Pacheco. He's gonna get what, like eighty five yards a game, but you're gonna really need a touchdown for him to to break the ten point mark. Well it also depends on how bad I mean, I know they said that Fournette should be fine coming out of the bye week with his hip injury. Um but if anything, they, I mean I'm sure they liked what they saw and they're definitely gonna try and get him more involved. You know, much to my chagrin of owning Fournette in like three or four leagues, um, but uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be involved. But I think that's gonna be a Gus Bus type deal, or like any guy who is a good four point five to five yards a game, five yards a carry guy, who winds up getting seventy yards. Like that's I think that's who he's gonna be. Like he's gonna get your seventy, and you hope he gets a touchdown. He's probably not gonna get many receptions. I mean, look. I, I, I liked what I saw from him in that second half of that game uh, going forward. So if you had him, I mean, look, you held on to him. Sure. He's totally worth playing, definitely worth pickup if he's still available. Um, another guy running back, uh, Don, Donta Foreman. Uh, people thought uh, Hubbard was going to eat into his carries. I know he was, he was hurt a couple of weeks, but he, he was back last week and didn't factor at all. Like, Yeah, Foreman's a good running back. It's just uh, the Baker Mayfield effect being the starter. I think it's going to, you know, it just hurts everybody. This really just hurts everybody. Um, and on the opposite end of that, DJ Moore is dead. Like, if Baker Mayfield is the quarterback, DJ Moore is absolutely useless. Like, 100% useless. So What's happening with Sam Darnold? Can we, like, He's healthy. Never thought I'd beg for Sam Darnold, though. I know. But, like, again, like, a player who was, was ascending, uh, was DJ Moore had a few good weeks and then now he's back. I mean he's gonna mm-hmm. he's, he's done on yeah. like, don't play him. If Baker Mayfield's the quarterback, 
this is not a good time closing in on the playoffs to be playing him. So at this point, can't can't play him. Yeah, no. He he's a bench rider. Foreman Foreman's a player though. I think he's every week RV too. I mean he did this in um Tennessee last year without Henry, so mm. he's obviously capable of it. Yeah. Um, he probably has a ceiling because he doesn't catch many passes. So if the offense, if it's bad game script, you're going to have some frustrating games where he scores like five points because of bad game script. But if they're ever up, he's going to be a really good running back. Yeah. I mean, you saw it with the Bengals when the Bengals dropped like 48 points in the first half yeah. or something like that, like whatever, 34, whatever points they put in the first half. Like he was out of the game because he said they weren't passing downs and they just weren't running the ball. And, but yeah, I mean he's a player that's gonna help you. DJ Moore's done. Like don't 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 play him. There's no good at all. Um, I have um, a comparison for White. I, I think him and Elijah Mitchell are the same player right now, which is infuriating that Elijah Mitchell got more carries than McCaffrey. It's funny. I was just about to mention Elijah. I was looking at his name because he was the rushing leader for the 49ers uh, last yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't like, make any sense. That's like the same thing. Like he's the rushing leader for the 49ers and that's going to entice people to be like, "Oh, I got to pick him up and play him." And it's like, "Not so fast. He's going to get 15 carries for 80 yards and and that's his stat line." Like he's probably not like Fournette's probably still the goal line back and also the passing down back. Um and the offense is mediocre. So and unfortunately, San Francisco's offense is also mediocre, even though they have the best skill position players like in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I know they have like they have like they have two pure Swiss Army knives. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? I don't Plus know. an amazing tight end and just a good overall cast of uh, players, wide receiver and Ayuk. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, all right. So I know we talking about ascending and descending, and and Elijah, Elijah Mitchell is a good player to have. Like, and he'll he'll get points. Like, I think going forward, um, yeah, like eight and a half. But could you entice a Christian McCaffrey owner as being a Christian McCaffrey owner? Could you entice another one to try and like sell McCaffrey based off of Elijah Mitchell's usage? Um, you might be able to. I would chase after him, not sell him because. So this is like the worst case scenario, right? He he got out carried. He's not gonna get out carried every game, but if even if they split carries, he did get out carried by like six, um, and they scored what seventeen points. So it wasn't, and they weren't really moving the ball. Yeah. Um, he still scored seventeen and a half points. So it's like you had a worst case scenario game, and he's still putting up over seventeen points. I can live with that. Like that's still an R- a high end RV one. Yeah. Like he's so you're telling me just a mediocre game is probably twenty points. points. Like he's yeah, and he seems like he has a floor of fifteen. So sure, yeah, I'd go after him. Um, I'm not worried about him because he has the amount of dumpers Jim Jimmy Graham is doing is insane. I uh, said Jimmy Graham, and I'm like, wait, wait I'm oh, sorry, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo. I was like, sorry. wait, the tight end, but I can <laughs> yeah. see that. Um, any other any other any players that you guys see that like are just like droppable like big like again like a DJ Moore type like don't play they're just at this because at this mm. juncture of the of the of the year like you can't take those chances anymore right like you can't like like 
there are definitely players that I've seen people just like continuously go in on and go in on and just they don't. What about Kyle Pitts? Kyle Pitts is for sure one of them. Like, like, wouldn't you rather just start Dolchich, Cole Komet, or Hayden Hurts, or Hayden Cole Komet, or, yeah. or like any of these guys? Najoku when he comes back, maybe somebody dropped Najoku stupidly because they didn't want to put a tight end, or they don't have an IR spot, or whatever, or they didn't want to hold two tight ends. Like he was tight end four up until he got injured. Oh so, yeah, I mean, no, I would for sure like. The, yeah, Kyle Pitts is a guy like not not going anywhere near my lineups. Any anywhere. I mean, it, it, I'd rather start Foster Morneau and until Waller gets back, if he <laughs> ever gets back. That's how bad it is. Like at least yeah, that guy gets that guy gets. Uh, it's gotten gets real red bad. zone targets constantly. Yeah. Fucking Evan Ingram. I, I'll put Evan Ingram in there. Oh, now that. you know, see. Now you know, like. That that's yeah, like, but that, Evan Ingram. No, I know, no, I know. It's, it's like that, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you're saying Evan Ingram, like, then yeah, but no, for sure, I agree. Just get him out of your lineup. There's like you're you're not getting more than three points in a game. There's no there's no point in having Kyle Pitts in a fantasy lineup right now. I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, another and, one. Unless you picked him up because somebody else dropped him, and you had Ertz or Gojar. Like, unless you're really <laughs> you gotta be in, in dire straits. But there really isn't a need to be playing him. There's 12, at least 12 tight ends better. All right, so I know he had an okay game this past week, but, like, how would you feel about playing Najee Harris? Like, he literally gets no receptions anymore. Like, it's it's gotten so bad for him. Like, this was the highest output he's had, which was 99 rushing yards. But before that... 32, 65, 42, 20, 74, and then before that was 56 and a touchdown. Other than that, his receptions were zero. Oh, he actually had six receptions a week before that, but then three, two, three, zero, three. Like It wasn't a six for like 12 yards, so they just stopped throwing it to him because they were like, you can't even catch the ball and get, it was, get a yard. It was six for 26. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really bad. Um, he hasn't topped 40, more than 40 receiving yards, and that was back in week two. Um so he's Rashad White and Elijah Mitchell, like right? Like he's gonna get maybe eighty yards, and you hope he gets a touchdown. I think I'd rather play Elijah Mitchell. Like I don't know, like uh-uh. it's that's rough. It is rough, but like that, he was like a first round pick. Like I don't know, like that's really bad. I, I just yeah. And he's also losing. He's losing catches to was it uh, Warren, the, the 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 rookie? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he's fancy more relevant. It seems. I guess the one thing I'll say about him is that he does get seem to get his ten points every game. He just doesn't get any more, uh, which is ro- really, really, really rough. Um, there's a whole bunch of guys out there that are like in fantasy starting lineups, and I'm like, ugh, like Mitchell White. Mostert's going to be that guy soon because he's like getting out carried. Uh, I've seen you know Hunt is still in lineups and he's like not getting. Any word. That's another player. Like, don't play um, him. Do not put him in your lineup anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. not get. He's getting almost no work. Like Damien Harris, when he gets back, probably isn't going to no, get. No, he's gone. He any work. Um, I'm trying to think of of other guys. Like, there just seems to be so many. 
I have seen people. Both, all of Kansas City running backs. You can't play any of them. It's tough. Um, yeah, I know. Pacheco had three he... Denver running backs. You can't play the three Denver running backs. Well, yeah, it's tough because who the hell do you play? I mean, again, by weeks. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hurting in one league. I have to play Latavius Murray. I have no choice. Yeah, but like. Some people are you. Antonio Gibson is like actually a player right now because Brian Robinson's not anymore. Well, and I've seen Antonio Gibson get like 14 points a couple weeks in a row. That's like a weird one to well, me. Well, Brian Robinson had 86 rushing yards this past week. So, like. Another guy, no catches, no touchdowns because he's not the goal line back and 86. Like, dude, One I hate. Oh, no, I, I, hate oh he, he did get a touchdown, actually. Oh, okay. He actually, had, he actually had that really good, like, stretch out, like, back. Like touchdown, right. so he gets a touchdown one every like four games. I hate these guys, dude. These are my least favorite guys. He has more I'd touchdowns than the guy that gets no carries but gets him on the goal line. Like I'd rather Jamal that, Williams than these guys. I mean, then they play they play the Texans this week, so great matchup. It is a great matchup, and you know what? He has one more touchdown than Najee Harris does this year. And <laughs> Brian Robinson was shot in, shot in the leg twice and uh, missed the first month of the season. And I and I hate and I hate Najee Harris. Um, I'm just saying. I'm uh, bringing it up. Um, no Rams running backs. You can't play can't, that. Rams are are that's a bad situation right there. The Falcons have three good running backs, so that's confusing to me. And then you never and for some reason they weren't playing Patterson last week. Uh, I don't know if it was maybe he wasn't feeling right or whatever. What was going on? Um, that Chicago, was Chicago. Well, Justin Fields is the running back now. Khalil like Her- and Khalil Herbert, their only good real running back, is now on IR. So that leaves David Montgomery. Um, so that's not a good situation. AJ Dillon is another running back that people still, uh, like, yeah, he's, he hasn't done anything. He's gone. The, the, the Jets gone. offense suck. They don't have running back. They have running backs, but their offense sucks. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll that, see. I, I'm interested to in see what James Robinson yeah. does again, like fully coming yeah, off that we'll bike. You know, it's weird. Like Singletary has been a fine RB two because of how bad the running backs have been in Baltimore. Like, He's fine. You could start him. I didn't think I'd be saying that. Oh, fuck. Kenyon Drake? I mean, not in Baltimore, in Buffalo. I'm I, was sorry. Thinking, I, know, I know. I just made me think of Kenyon Drake when you said Baltimore. Yeah, if, you know, if there's injuries to everybody else, you can start Kenyon Drake. <laughs> I'm starting Gus Bus this week because I got Walker on by. It's just that there's players like, like you just, you can't play anymore, right? Like, you really, like, like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is droppable. AJ Jalen Dillon is is not drop I don't know if you drop him because if Aaron Jones gets hurt, but like if you have a roster spot to hold on him, but you can't play him as you thought you could. Najee Harris, there are players I'd rather have be playing other than him than you could have on your team. Right? Like if it's a two running back league and you sort of hit on Stevenson and let's just say Connor or something or Wilson, you play both yeah. of them and then you can have a wide receiver like Najee Harris could be on your on your bench because he's just not like this it's not good. This is really a bad situation with a lot of these running backs. Yeah. And well, but, I mean, what about DeAndre Swift? Like you can't like he gets two go. touches a game, and he gives you like ten. He tries his hardest with those two touches. He gives you some points with them, but it's you, like, what are they doing? You like, can't. What? Yeah. Yeah. Did not see Jamal Williams overtaking that backfield completely. Yeah, yeah they're not even. They're, they're not even like. Yeah, talk about they're not even splitting it. They're just like giving it all to Jamal Williams. They must like not trust his health or something, like for him yeah. not to be on the field. The way he looked week one and week two, like how electric he looked with the ball 
and they must be like, yeah, something's wrong. Because you don't just stop giving it yeah, to that guy if he's healthy. I hate when the player's like, I'm perfectly fine, and the team's like, we're not, no, we don't think so. That's never good. That's always like leads to an imminent breakup. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what about like Eno Benjamin, who got like now uh, released <laughs> randomly by the Cardinals after he had pretty good games uh, with Connor out, and now is signed by the Texans. So now you have Eno Benjamin uh, is going to be like a little bit of like a, what passing down vulture for Damian Pierce? Like, what's going to happen there? Like, I don't, I don't like any of this for Damian Pierce. Yeah, I'm not oh, about I it. didn't see him get signed by the Texans. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt Damian Pierce a bit, I think. Uh, I was just about to rattle off my own, the only eighteen running backs I trust list, and he was on there. He still should be on there. I mean, but you know, just knowing that that decent running back is now on that team is going to hurt a little bit going down the road. so do you, are you saying you want me to rattle off the 18 running backs i trust go for it sure all right jeff wilson weirdly ramondre stevenson joe mixon chubb derrick henry jonathan taylor travis Etienne, damian pierce that's eight eckler Josh Jacobs, we've got 10. Um, Barkley, Cook, Aaron Jones, kind of. Oh. <laughs> we're at 13. We're at 13 with a kind of. Um, Donta Foreman makes yeah. the list. Alvin Kamara, 15. Kenneth Walker, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner. There's my 18. On the bubble, what were both Pollard and Elliott, but I can't. On the bubble, Miles Sanders, who's who's kind of been coming back down to earth a little bit with his 11 point magic. I think I trust uh, Pollard. Like I, I I would throw him in there. I yeah. Okay. All right. I, I want to see it with Elliott back, but and there's really only like half those guys that you mentioned were really drafted in like the top like five rounds. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of hidden gems. Everybody else is just wrestling to get a 15 point game every now and then. Like they're just all fighting. Has what has Miles Sanders been up to? I feel like he's went a little quiet, but maybe maybe I should put him as number 19. It's been ab- Pollard 20. I would I would I trust would. Pollard over over Miles Sanders. Uh, just <sighs> Pollard looks so good. Like oh yeah, he looks so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. But they keep saying that Elliot's still the starter, like over and over again. Like they don't ever miss an opportunity to be like they don't even ask a question about. It. They're just like Elliot's the starter. By the way, have we uh, have we let you guys know that it's that it, Elliot is the starter? It's funny how there was like a QB competition with Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott, but they're like, no, 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 Elliot is the guy. When Pollard looks way better than Elliot, like Cooper Rush doesn't look better than Dak Prescott. But there was apparently a possible quarterback competition. What the fuck's going on here? Ridiculous. All right. So, so it's Miles Sanders has three games under 10. One, two, three games under 15. Two games under 20. And one game over 20. So that's an RB2. So I guess I trust it. So look, you're, you're talking about a guy that's going to get you 13 points. That's good. 13 points, RB2. I'll put Miles Sanders on the list. 
He makes it. Okay, Sanders and, and Pollard, fine. Sanders makes, Sanders makes it half because he's good and half because we love him. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> we can't. But 20 guys, that means there's bound to be some teams with three of them. So there's probably like a good, um, you know, four to eight teams that uh, just are scrounging. They really are scrounging. They yeah. really. I mean, it's 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 it could be dire out there. I mean, you roll. You could be rolling. Uh, what? DeAndre Swift and uh, Melvin Gordon, and it's, it's not looking good out there. It's not looking good. If you're rolling Melvin Gordon, <laughs> I, feel, I feel really bad. That can't be possible. That can't even be. Uh, Look, I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm rolling Gus Bus, but I got I got two running back buys, so I, I'm not gonna like be down on myself. My um, the my my biggest money league I have Walker, well Fournette now would really matter at this point, but Walker Fournette and Etn all on buys this week. It's like just hit them all at one shot. Just I'm I'm rolling like I said I'm rolling Latavius Murray in that league. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, you gotta have to. You gotta roll that Murray. I mean, it's got no choice. And actually, oh, I, have, I had Khalil Herbert, but now he's on IR. So, yeah, I rolled out Khalil Herbert last week. Um, yeah, with all with my buys, and then he got injured. Yeah, what? I got he got injured in my in my work league. He got injured. Cup got injured. and I lost by point six Ooh, points. That's that rough. That's rough. And you know what? He it's got my, hurt. It's my it's my second loss of the season by under a point. I, I, it's just. That's just what it is. That's what not fun. That, that, that's when fantasy football is not fun, uh, when you lose by yeah. less than a point. But, and it even sucks more. Khalil Herbert was hurt on a fucking kick return. Why is your best running back doing kick returns? Make David know. Montgomery do kick returns. I don't know, because if, if, if he got one more carry that game, I would have won. So. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That sucks. No, it's fine. It's, uh, it is what it is. All right. Want to move on to the next week, or you have any more uh, discussion about the? No, let's go. Let's go on to the next week. If I already goes any later, let's go to Browns at Bills, which would usually be pretty solid matchup, but there's predicted to be feet, feet of snow. Thirty-one inches, so, I heard. Thirty-one inches. That's a lot of feet. Wow. Uh, so my question is, do you trust anyone in this game? How do you even is... play that game? Because, Running I mean, backs, man. Lashawn McCoy. Lashawn McCoy is not walking through that door. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be, I mean. This I, is a Chubb game, if I've ever heard of a Chubb game. Yeah. Right? People like, just slipping off him. Like, he just, yeah, just breaking away from tackles. I could totally see Chubb running for, like, 170 yards for some reason. They just got to stay in the game. Like, if they stay in the game and they allow Chubb to run the ball, like, early on. Yeah, this is a Chubb game. Feed us now, huh? I guess they're going to have to do a lot of sweeping during Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if they shovel, <laughs> they shovel before the game or Zamboni, whatever they do, then how much snow can accumulate in three hours? I guess we'll find out. Oh, I mean, apparently a lot, right? Like, if if you're getting thirty-one inches of snow over the course of like, how many how many inches per hour? Right? Is that that's that's more than an inch per hour if it's over a twenty-four hour span? Right? That's in, that's a lot of mm-hmm. that, that's that's a lot of snow. Imagine getting four inches. That's in like, you know, I guess three inches in the span of a game. But still, that's a lot. I just want to see what the spread is right now because, all right, the, the Browns are plus eight. I sort of like that. I don't think that. Yeah, I, right? I don't, a chaos game? I don't think this game can go crazy like that. Like, it's going to be, 
It's going to be rough. Um, wide receivers, I don't like in this game. If, if it's going to snow like this and it's going to be like a whiteout, which might be, I'm not I, I'm not enjoying the receivers. Are you, are you not playing Diggs? No. You're not playing Cooper? No. Probably playing Gabe Davis, right? Because he is, as I mentioned, I put it on Twitter, I saw it. He is Mike Williams 2020. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. I looked, 100%. I literally I looked at his Mike Williams 2020 stats. They are almost in line with everything he's doing. It's insane. He's so frustrating because he's so capable of having giant games and then capable of having two points. You got to play but you got to play him because of it. Just maybe not in the winter wonderland. It's going to be yeah. Yeah, I agree. But this is going to be heavy run game. But you know what? Snow is not as snow and rain are not as bad as wind. We saw that in that mm. if if the wind isn't like terrible, we saw that in the Patriots game last year, Patriots Bills game, where the wind was just unbearable. Like, none of the teams could throw. They were just like, okay, the, with the Patriots threw it once the entire game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was I'm that? Sure I, I started Jacoby Myers and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Was that <laughs> was that in Buff? Wasn't that in Buffalo too? That game? I think so. Yeah, because like the, I think Buffalo gets that you know, that lake effect, like weird, like. Crazy snow with crazy wind, like I, I, I this could be a fun game to watch. I yeah, hope, I hope it's windy and snowy. I hope that with the gust just blowing the snow at people's faces, they can't see. It's gonna be great. Someone's gonna people are. I mean, offense is still gonna be offense. Defense defender slip too. A good running game. I think this is gonna be a good. We'll see. It'll I, be fun. I, I think you can get a decent amount of Singletary, and you're gonna get a decent amount of running out of Josh Allen. And you're going to get a decent amount of running out of Chubb. And I think those are going to be your three yeah. best players going into and, this and, week. And don't discount Brisket's uh, heft helping him in this game. <laughs> Stays warmer longer. Yeah, don't discount it. You can't be discounted. This this is uh, what this is his second to last game, right? Week week thirteen is when uh, Watson comes back versus Texas. Well, I think they have a bye next week, or no? They're yeah, they're bye. So. This is going to be their second to last. This is the second to last game because you know they're playing Watson versus Texans. That that shit ain't. Oh yeah. Well yeah, of course. The massage game. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like 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 Brian said, it's gonna be a big running game. Uh, I can't wait to see how much snow they actually do get. It's gonna be fun. Tickets still uh, one hundred fourteen dollars. Uh, yeah. By the way, I'm sure I'm sure they they'll give you free tickets if you volunteer their shovel. Um, let's go to Chiefs at Chargers. Um, the Chargers offense, do we trust any of the receivers to do a repeat performance or is this just kind of like a, a whack-a-mole where you just kind of have to play and hope? So are both Williams and Allen going to be out again, I think is the big question, right? Williams yeah. is practicing or going to practice this week. So which what does that mean? I don't know, but at least he's on the field. Allen's just like, yeah, I'm not playing. <laughs> Everything got worse. I like. I don't know how I'm, why I'm going to say this. I like if Williams plays. I still like three receivers. I like three receivers in this game, no matter what. I like Josh Palmer. I like Carter, and I like whoever plays of Allen or Williams. If Allen doesn't play, I like. Carter more. If Williams doesn't play, I like Palmer more. Palmer's kind of like the Mike Williams, and Carter's like the Keenan Allen. It's crazy how they're just yeah. like, okay, you two guys who aren't as good as the other two guys just do the same thing. 
Yeah. Um, they're like the Dollar so, General version of them or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think Allen's going to play. So I'm playing Carter. I, I have him in one league. I got a buys and, uh, you know, he's scored over 10 points in the games Allen's missed. So whatever. It's not a bad dart throw. There you go. I, I mean, I, I agree. They have, they have to throw somebody besides Eckler. Um, and if Williams, I think, I think it's a good possibility Williams and Allen are out. Or even if Williams plays, he's extremely limited. Um, so yeah, Carter and Palmer are good plays. Everett has not really done much um, mm-hmm. with the opportunities. I'm I, I'm surprised he hasn't been involved more. Um, yeah, he looked real good for a second too. And yeah, so I I can't even in this terrible state of tight ends, it's hard to play him. I, <laughs> it's real bad. Uh, what about Herbert though? Herbert has been not been Herbert. Like there are people who have. I mean, I, I mean, like, that obviously, Gino's not playing this week, but like, people have other options. Like, would you rather play Herbert or uh, Kirk Cousins? Mm. Right. It's like because you know Kirk Cousins is getting his eighteen points. That's Kirk the, Cousins is pretty much a, a high lose, a high yeah. charge Tyrod Taylor right now. He lives in the eighteen to twenty one realm. Yeah. 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 No more, no less. Pretty much. Right. Throw about two touchdowns. 300 yards like that's him uh maybe an interception but herbert definitely 12 definitely points an interception can herbert put it together like with especially with al if williams and allen are both out like that's yeah the other guys are getting the targets but like they're just not as good so like you know it's not seeing you know as many points as many yards so i don't know like i i think i might have to play cousins over herbert I think I agree. I would even think about picking up a guy like Daniel Jones against Detroit. Um, I would actually 100% play Daniel Jones over uh, Herbert this week. And I played Daniel Jones last week in the league and did me pretty well. So, get the running. Detroit's not a good defense. Yeah, yeah, that's the understatement of the year, right? Detroit's not a good defense. I mean, they let what Fields run for like what 147 yards. I think Daniel Jones can get 50. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Daniel Jones is gonna get 50 rushing yards. Whatever the under over is on his rushing yards, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, so I I would play Daniel Jones and or Kirk Cousins over Herbert this week if you have the option. So yeah, I guess Dallas's D hasn't looked as good the last two weeks. Still a tough one though. Uh, you know, if I like Minnesota at home. They're not in prime. Not, it's not a one o'clock game, so it could be tough for Kirk Cousins, but it's not prime time. Yeah, it's so. not one yeah. o'clock. Not one I o'clock. think for that, I might go Herbert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One o'clock Cousins. Oh, he just hits different, man. Um, but I think I still play Daniel Jones over both of them this week. Yes, I would also do that. Yeah. Um, Kansas City side, though, wide receivers. Discuss. Are any, uh, Tony, maybe? I don't know. He looked pretty so good. So we think Juju is going to be out? He didn't look great after that hit. I don't I don't know if they could bring him back this quickly. Right? Like yeah. the way So tough. yeah. With with, with the concussion Juju, protocol the way it is now, right? I'm kind of playing Tony regardless. At, oh, Juju if he's back for sure, he was looking really good. Um yeah, I definitely like playing Tony just on the tantalizing upside that you know, the more he looks like the best player there, the more he'll get involved. Hopefully. 
You don't yeah. know that, but no. But know? I mean, it's a decent bet to make, though. Yeah. Look, with... he did it all right. He had the jump ball. What he caught. He had the tightrope, and he had the good run, and then yeah, he, he had, had a run. Uh, yeah. He had the yak catch where he caught it and made a couple guys miss. So he kind of showed everything. And you know their running back situation isn't you know amazing right now. So it seems like they're using their wide receivers more. You know. Or they have been using their wide receivers more all season as running back, you know, or at least you know in running plays. So he's definitely mm-hmm. the perfect candidate to get those going forward. So yeah, I mean Hardman has been like their goal line back, which is hilarious. Like every every game Hardman plays, he gets a rushing touchdown. But I think I like Tony more actually. I don't know now that yeah, so what he could do. I think I like Kadarius a little more. I think he's a little more of a you know multifaceted receiver and i think sure. better he's definitely better than hardman as a receiver yeah. if i had to rank him i'd go juju tony um hardman mvs <laughs> with with tony as a chance to move ahead of juju i think over time he might yeah and look he looked good so far so and you know, i know it's just very 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 small sample size but good start oh yeah very good start Tony, right, well, t- wait, Tony or Palmer? What? Oh wow, there go, Tony. that's tough. I-, I would go Palmer if Mike Williams and Allen don't play. play. If one of them do play, probably not Allen. Most if Williams plays, plays, I go Tony. Tony, yeah. All right, yeah, I like that. Palmer, no Billy Williams. Williams, it's Tony. All right, cool. We got next, John. Uh, well, we were kind of talking about Cowboys at Vikings. Uh, playing Pollard. Even if Zeke plays, I think so. I really do. He just looks so good, and he's gonna find the way onto the field. I I know they say Elliot's the guy, but how do you take that guy off the field? Like I see, I can see with two eyes. And, yeah, and another question is, how do you take a guy out of your fantasy lineup if he just did what he did the last two weeks? Even if you are expecting a little bit of a hit. You, you can't take him out of your lineup. No. You got to roll with the hot hand. I I will I will take the L if and but have him in my lineup. Like I'm not taking him out of my lineup. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And uh, even if you have two good running backs, still put him in your flat. Like you, he's got to be in there. Yeah, and it looks like Dalton Schultz has become the tight end that I wanted him to be uh, all season. Now that he's healthy Finally. and Dak Prescott's healthy. Um, He's going to end up with with Goddard out for the rest of the season, most likely or possibly. Uh, he might end up being the number three tight end, and that's sad. Like I mean, like for the full season, like he'll come back and he'll end up scoring more oh, than yeah, the I other tight that. ends. Yeah, it's going to be like a race between him and Njoku if Njoku comes back this week. <laughs> it's like so insane, like how they can just, just pass everybody. Yeah, it's just what decent tight end will come back first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the tight end. Oof, it's been rough. Market's bad. Even like you, we thought uh, Kittle was kind of good, and then he puts up like a, a two point game. We're like, oh yeah, okay, that's more like it. <laughs> what do we think about Gallup? Is he playable at all? Uh, no, right? Nah. I'd rather play Kadarius Kadari- Kadari- Tony. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. I'd rather play. I think I'd rather play Hardman if Hardman's in. <laughs> Oh, and I, I, you know what? I think I made a mistake with tight end. T.J. Hawkinson looks like a beast on the Vikings. That's, oh yeah, that's okay, your number so he'll three. be. That's your number three at the end of the year. He's just like a 
he like him and Jefferson. It's like there's no other receivers really on that team. It's like yeah, and, and it turns out I should have waited nine weeks on Cole Komet. That's yeah, I know <laughs> that, right? was the that that the was the number. Incubation time was nine uh, weeks. I drafted him in all my leagues. I just didn't wait the appropriate time. I know how many I dropped him in multiple leagues and very upset. Like, and I don't think I have him in any at this point. I don't have him in one, but God, what a who would have thought? <laughs> like, like him and Justin Fields were like decided like, hey, we're gonna start playing football. We're just gonna start playing football week nine. Yeah. To be fair to us, it's been a lot of touchdown heavy. Uh, so maybe he'll come back down. Maybe, maybe, but points are points at this point in the for tight ends. Points are points at this point. Points are points. But <laughs> Minnesota, I mean, look, Dalvin Cook looks like he's really like Matt, Madison's been less and less each week. So it's really Dalvin Cook's team again. Jefferson and Hawkinson. I mean, Thielen's hard to trust at this point. Um, yeah, play him over Gallup, but. I think, again, we'll go back to Kadarius Tony talk that we just had. I'd probably play Kadarius Tony over Adam Thielen. Would you play Thielen or DJ Moore? Oh, Thielen. Mm, I, I, no, I'm not. Thielen. D- uh, <laughs> DJ Moore, I can't play DJ Moore. It doesn't have anything to do with him. Oh, no. It has nothing to do with DJ Moore. He's amazing. It has everything to do with Baker Mayfield. If, if they were like Sam Darnold, our quarterback, I'd play DJ Moore immediately. I can't play. can't play Moore. It's really sad. I'm really upset about that. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it from that game. Uh, that should be a good one, actually. Uh, that'll be a really good 4 o'clock game to watch. Probably the best 4 o'clock game. What else you got, John? Uh, we got Jets at Pats. Jets coming off Battle. the bye week. Yeah, so coming off the bye week, I'm in a conundrum. I got Carter in a couple leagues, and I have Robinson in one of those leagues when I drafted him. Not really sure if I can trust any of them, especially versus the Pats D, because the Pats always play the Jets tough. Bill Belichick has the Jets number for whatever reason. Um, and then you also have Zach Wilson, who's going to throw two interceptions at least. And and they're also, Pat Peters are coming off a bye week too, so they're also just as fresh as the Jets are. So, mm. you know. Um, Very fresh. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a running back, I think I'm picking Robinson. He out-carried Carter last week after, so that was his second game, you know, more time with the playbook. He out-carried him. I, I think I would go Robinson over Carter. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's, that's, that's my my thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm picking one of them, I, I don't know. Maybe I'd rather get the the cat, the PPR of of Carter. I mean, yeah, I'm, Carter definitely has a better thought, you know, better possibility in PPR, but or at least catch getting receptions. But I don't know. I mean, like I feel like Brees Hall went down. They immediately got James Robinson. They got him. They, I I just feel like that made me think like they don't trust Carter with a full workload, and I just think you're gonna see more opportunities for Robinson. But that's just me. I I if I again me I'm playing Robinson. But I, I can understand the other side with the, the receptions. Now, why? Yeah, say, I'm going to go contrarian. I'm going to go Carter. There you go. That's fine. John, what do you think? Where, where's your. Where, you're the. Uh, uh, I'll so, probably go Carter. Going too. Carter. What about receivers? Just, Anybody? I mean, it's just Garrett Wilson, obviously. Yeah, and that's it. Anyone on the Pats? You trust anyone on the Pats? Yeah. I mean, well, Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah. for sure. That's, I mean, besides. That's, and Myers. 
Jacoby, that's it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because he's got a real hard, you know, assignment. But the Jet, I mean, the Jets' offense, I mean, defense has been great. Um, but Myers has been, he gets, he just gets so many targets in that offense. It's hard to sit him if on a heavy bye week. Yeah. Those, yeah, yeah, I agree. Those are the only two. Um, you know, because you could have like Lockett or, you know, DK Metcalf, any, you know, Godwin, Evans, any of those guys. So I think Myers is a good, good play. Uh, you're right, John. Garrett Wilson's the only wide receiver option playable in the Jets. Um, all you, you know, you'll get that, that 25 point Conklin game and then you get zero. Um, so who the fuck knows you're getting there? You're never gonna, you're never gonna play it right though. You'll never play it right. Um, mm-hmm. But it should be a good game. I mean, look, I, I like this. Uh, the Jets could. I don't, when was the last time the Jets actually beat all three teams in their division? Oh gosh, it's been a long time. De- decades. And and if I don't know if you saw this, if the playoffs started today, all four teams in the AFC East would make the playoffs. That is also probably pretty wild. Uh, that is insane. Yeah. They would. I mean, probably pretty- not going to happen, but. Pretty cool to see, like, at one point, all four teams in one division. Very freaky, boy. Yeah. So, confidence level, John. What are you, what are you thinking? For the Jets, or this week, or just to make the playoffs? Both. Uh, this week, it's like 50-50 playoffs. If they win this week, it will be like 70%. So, if they win this week, 70%. If they lose this week, what are you feeling? Ugh, 50-50. It's saying a 50-50. All right, look, look. I, I honestly like. I mean, I was completely out on the Jets. Like, I did not believe them at all in the preseason. And when they said the receipts thing, I was like, "All right, where's that's going to bite us in the butt in like three weeks when we're zero and five? <laughs> and then they they're doing this. So who knows? Hey, look, the fact that you are fifty uh, fifty going into week eleven is uh, it's, it's really it's a lot of progress. So listen, big progress. That's, that's all we can ask for. I mean, I haven't been able to enjoy. November and December football for seven years at least. There you go. Well, look, I'm I I continue to root for the Jets for you guys. I'm rooting for both New York teams at this point. Yeah, that's big. I feel, feel pretty decent about the Giants making the playoffs because of the record they accumulated. But they still have only played one division game, which is so annoying that they're stuffing five division games in at like the end of the yeah. season. I hate when they do that. <laughs> that I mean, that could be. I mean, I think you'll make the playoffs, but yeah, that, I mean, it could be the deciding factor on you know. Who's winning that division? I mean, again, because the Eagles just lost, and it could make it, it could be real tough. It could make it a very interesting uh, last yeah. couple of weeks. Well, they have to if they take care of business against Detroit, and they can beat the Colts. So if they can beat the two teams they should beat, they're supposed to beat, then they're at nine wins, and they just have to get one more, and they have two. Then they have. The Vikings, two against Washington, two against the Eagles, and one against the Cowboys. So, yes. you get one against Washington for sure. So you, yeah, you basically got to beat the Lions, the Colts, and the Commanders once, once and you guys yeah. secure the playoff spot. That's the road to the playoffs. There it yeah, is. You don't even have to upset anyone. <laughs> Circle you just these have to games. Beat those teams. <laughs> That's it. But that's look, all you need. Still looking good for them, though. I, I do, I do think they're gonna, they'll make it through. All right, John, what's your, what's your next last game? Last game, we got 49ers at the Cardinals. We already kind of talked about the 49ers a little bit with their running back situation and Eli Mitchell and getting his eight points. And the Cardinals, even with Kyler Murray, which 
I was not expecting at all. How they played against a pretty good defense in the Rams is was was really mind-boggling to me. Now, do you, Brian already said that he doesn't believe that uh, whatever was his face Colt McCoy can do for another week. <laughs> I don't. How dare you? Dare you? I think Colt McCoy gets gets uh, fucked up this week. Wow, that's so mean. If he plays, is he definitely playing? Eh, no, we were, I mean, Kyler Murray's game time decision last week, so you would think. An extra week on a Monday in Mexico, yeah. Stadia Azteca, they'll, uh, I think Kyler Murray will be there. Wait, why did you make me feel like that was a morning game? That's not a morning game. No, no, I didn't say a morning game. I said a Monday night, uh, like, far, like it was, oh, yeah. you, you were talking about uh, the international games. Yeah, I like the Azteca game because it's so high, uh, it's so, it's so, so high, um, whatchamacallit. Altitude. Altitude. Mm. Anything could happen when you're high altitude like that. It's like the highest altitude game in in the NFL. Big kicks. We get big kicks <laughs> from this game. Big big kicks. That's what we're all about. Big kicks. Yeah, you like I for some reason I was thought you were saying like it's on eight fifteen on a Monday. I was like weird thing for the NFL to do. No, I don't know why no, they would do no, that. No, 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 not that'd be weird. Monday morning football. I mean, I'd watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I go, I go in late to work. Um, man, maybe maybe you'll see a Matt Prater sixty-five yard field goal. Hell yeah! Or uh, that's a good little prop bet, like a dollar on the the field the, the field, field goal. goal record getting broken. Yeah, I agree. Um, they do it by meters though in Mexico, not uh not yards. Oh, though. that's gonna be, that's so. gonna be hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean for Arizona, you know, Connor looked. Like he's doing Connor stuff again, scoring, t- finding the end zone. That's what Connor does. Down it twice. No more Eno Benjamin. Yeah. So it's all Connor now. Um, yeah, he, he likes pounding in the zone. So it's, uh, and again, like we mentioned, we already mentioned it all pretty much. Rondell Moore. Yeah, you're three. Hopkins, those are the three. And uh, without, without Ertz. And then. How do you like Murray if he plays? You have to do, like, right? There's no. You have to. Like, yeah. Go away from yeah, no, you're playing him. Like, he's just too, he has too much upside not to play him you know running the ball and whatnot he's been running a lot this year too so yeah i uh can't can't sit him if he's playing and you know for the other years. side though is tough i mean you're playing everybody you're just like hoping your guy's the guy that's gonna get the ball yeah i mean <sighs> like the... between you debo kittle and McCaffrey, I don't think you play Mitchell unless you're really desperate. Look, if you're like choosing between Mitchell or Latavius Murray or something, yeah, then you play Mitchell. <laughs> but um, you're just hoping your guy gets the ball, I guess. Yeah, they need to get the ball to Debo a lot more. That's all I'm saying. It's Debo, kind of, it is odd. He he's so electric when he gets it. Needs more touches, but Ayuk looks really good. I mean, yeah, you you know, just just play just play everybody. Play everybody. Yeah, you know Debo's gonna have a breakout game, and you're gonna miss it. Don't, I feel like, and don't miss it. Yeah, don't miss. And it. even when he does it, at least he's not like dudding it. He's not giving you two, three points. He gets to his ten with his rushing and his receiving. So it's not great. It's not what you want to see, but it's. Uh, I still I hold out some hope for Debo. Um. Yeah, I think he's he's gonna be the player that's gonna win you your your, your season if you make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be at like week fifteen through seventeen guy. That's just okay. Like, I like it. All right, I think the that was it, John. Right? 
Yep, that was our last game. All right. You know what that so, means, right? You know what time it is. It yeah. is time for the boys of the week. All right. So, um, I mean, I don't think it really matters anymore. So, uh, Brian, why don't you... <laughs> we're, oh, we're just, just going to lose lines at anyways right now. This is sad. Uh, okay, so we uh, we to- we talked about the big snow game. Um, so I'm gonna uh, you you made me you you got my juices flowing. You made me all tantalize on this Uh-oh. big snow Ooh. game. Uh, we all know that the Browns have the most pitiful rush D in the NFL. They just can't. They don't want to stop anyone running the ball. So I think uh, I'm going James Cook. He's not even the starter. Uh, let's throw, but let's throw him out there. He's gonna couple little dumpers, um, and I think he's gonna break off like a sixty yarder. He's gonna be dashing in the snow, uh, his little in a little open sleigh. James Cook against the Browns. Dashing in the snow. You gonna take you gonna take James Cook over Naheem Hines? Yes. All right, James Cook. All yeah, right. Naheem, Naheem zero point Hines. <laughs> All right, John, you want to go? You can go second. Yeah, sure. Uh, my first boy will be Nico Collins against Washington. Uh, really good matchup. And for whatever reason, I feel like this is going to be a, a sneaky shootout. So I'm going Nico Collins, 80 yards and touchdown. Hmm. I like that. Nico Collins. All right. Uh, all right. I got a guy we talked about before. Um, uh, I, I, I think Williams is going to be limited at best, so I'm going to go Josh Palmer. Uh Besides Eckler Williams, he has the most receiving yards on the Chargers, uh, which is 390 uh, on 37 receptions. So I, I see uh, Palmer going deep for one and, you know, catch like a 40-yard pass. And Herbert's not going to have a great game, but I think Palmer could have a good game without Herbert's stats being too inflated because just can't get too many touchdowns anymore. Yeah, Palmer's like uh, like uh, adolescent or like a, a young adult when those two are out he i feel like you've been under you're undercounting him a little he's uh he's been really good with the injuries i mean but... yeah like i said 390 it's actually funny um one of the stats that i saw when i was looking we're just looking at the the the, the chargers he's only played one less game than mike williams oh sorry one more game than mike williams and only has one less target so like pretty close in targets for mike williams and palmer uh for the entire season so yeah, pretty crazy when you really think about it. He's a fancy asset, even even when the team is healthy. He, I think he just has, has now earned the trust of uh, Herbert. Needs more touchdowns. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, I'm gonna go with another uh, another boy who's had who strung together three good weeks, and he gets the another absolute pitiful defense in the Detroit Lions. Darius Slayton, uh, three for fifty eight and a touchdown, five for sixty six. Three for ninety-five and a touchdown. That's his last three weeks. That's not bad. Um, so I, I think you could even roll him out there. I think he's, you know, going to get between ten and thirteen points. Yeah, I mean, Slayton's look good. He looks like the the go-to guy for uh, for Jones. Past few weeks, took that pay cut, paying off for him. Mm-hmm. The pay cut pays off. All right, uh, I have a. Boy proposition. Is uh, Chase Claypool a boy? Sure. Yes, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Caught, he caught like one yeah. pass last week. 
All right, let's go Chase Claypool. Breaks out in a big way against another bad defense in Atlanta. Um, got a dome, so, uh, you know, no weather effects from any coldness up in Chicago. Going Chase Claypool. Let's go 75 yards. Like, seven catches. Yeah, Good what PPR a, game. What a... Uh... I, I I don't see why they got Chase Claypool though. I, I mean, it was an interesting it was an interesting uh, trade, but for a guy who doesn't really throw the ball too much, it was interesting. Um, but I would like to see him. I would like to see him have a good game. Uh, my next boy is a guy who just returned from injury, um, Traylon Burks. Um, mm. Was out for about a month. Had three receptions in his first game on six targets for twenty four yards. Not great. Um, the crazy thing is, like, I think the most receiving yards by any Titans wide receiver is under 300 yards. So no one, like, it's really pitiful in the in Tennessee, which sort of sucks for our boy and, Bobby Woods. Uh, what's his Westbrook? I can't pronounce his name. Nico. Got, uh, yeah, whatever his name. Got is. like 200 of them on two catches, basically. Yeah, it's 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 been pretty bad. But you know, with Burke's back, um, like I said, I think he's gonna get at least double the receptions that he had last week. In, uh, and probably double the yards. So at least, you know, like I think like six receptions for like 60 yards, 60, 70 yards. So, you know, again, not, not bad. Double-digit points. They, they are just ahead of the Giants on my top no-fly zone of like, don't, I, I won't play a wide receiver on that team. They just squeak out the Giants. I, I, I just will not play a wide receiver on the Titans. But this is the boys of the week. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Of no, yeah, that's and, – and like I said, anyone who thinks that um, what the um, – Nick Westbrook is going to continue what he just did now. That you lost, you missed out on your chance. Although Los Angeles, the Rams might, without cop, might uh, sneak <laughs> to the top of that list of don't please don't play any of these people. Yes, don't play Allen Robinson. Um, Carol, actually, you know, Carolina's up there too. Hey, there's some shit out there. Never mind. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, Washington versus Houston. I'm going the rook. Brook in his second game back. He didn't do anything his first game. Second game back, three catches, 17 yards, two touchdowns. Wow. Jahan Dotson. Big, big game back. Not big, just big in the end zone, which he kind of like, that's kind of his thing. That's all you need sometimes. All right, and then my last boy, I'm going to go... Let's go Wondell Robinson again against Detroit. Bad defense. I think Danny, Dun- uh, Danny Dimes will be scrambling a little bit. Wondell Robinson will be able to get some open <sighs> for about three catches, <laughs> 80 yards, and a touchdown. I love your uh, just like exasperation of like trying to figure out, like, are they actually going to do it? Yeah. They might. They like, might. Uh... Yeah, my favorite thing on Wondell Robinson is somebody who I, I'm going to drop him. I just don't have a use to right now because I'm kind of getting close to the. If you extrapolate my ad drops out for the rest of the season, I'm getting close close to the limit. Um, so Oof. I just want to really know who I want to pick up when I drop Robinson. But every week, Yahoo's like a little optimistic. They're like, "Look, he's second in the team in targets this week." And it's like <laughs> that means no, nothing on the Giants. Absolutely I mean, nothing. nothing on the Giants. Second might as well be last. Um, yeah. All right, my last boy is this is this is a this is a big time flyer boy. Um, I'm going Trey McBride, rookie oh, like tight that. end for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, second yeah, round pick. No, no reason you like him. What? I said 
Yeah, of course Brian likes that pick. Oh. Um, look, now you got me off, all, all off, John. Um, well, I love Tyler. Uh, anyway, look, Dakar's out for the season. Trey McBride, drafted second round. Um, on the season, he has four receptions for 31 yards. Uh, but he's going to step in. He's going to step in. He look, he's, he's definitely a pass-catching tight end. Um, so I'm, you know, is he going to do Zach Ertz numbers? Probably not. But I'm seeing maybe four receptions. He'll double what he has for the entire season and maybe get about 60 yards on it. So I think it would be a solid game, 10-point game out of a tight end. You'll take that. You know, better than it'll be. I'm going to say he's going to have a better game than Kyle Pitts. Um, all right. I think that's that's not like it doesn't take much, but like, but, but, but I'm just saying like you've drafted Kyle Pitts in like the first few rounds of your draft. Trey McBride is coming in for Zach Ertz. So I'm just saying. So you'll like this. Um, one little anecdote before we go. This is how how much I love tight ends. I uh, there's like. In the legislature, there's bills that float around for a long time, and they just like get put into a pile. There's laws that get put into a pile that like never got passed, um, and you don't know who was the first person to introduce them or anything. But you could like look at that pile at the end of every session and kind of pick some that you want for the person you work for, for the senator you work for, and you can introduce them under their name. Huh. Um, so I found one last year, uh, creating, uh, the New Jersey tight end week. <laughs> so official week for tight ends in New Jersey to honor some of our great tight ends from New Jersey, like Greg Olson and Anthony Fasano. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to <laughs> introduce this one because I, I love this too much to say no to turn this one down. <laughs> oh my At that God. point, your hands were basically tied. You had yeah, like there's nothing I could do, and it's hilarious because um, about this has been like flowing around forever. Like two weeks ago, a reporter called, and they're like, "We're doing um, an article on all the dumb resolutions that get introduced while like." <laughs> things that will really make changes like toil away. Um, and we saw that you had like the center had a year, a, a week of the tight ends and, uh, one wanted to put that in the article and I was like, Oh no. Um, yeah, I guess I see your point on that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it came back to bite me a little bit. But uh, I'm still so they're not, I'm so, so we're not going to have tight end week or New Jersey tight end week. Uh, I, I have a feeling it doesn't pass. No. Uh, or it just not that it doesn't pass, it just doesn't get brought up to a vote. I feel like you should reach out to Greg Olson and see if we mm. can uh, try and move this forward, right? Should. I, I feel like I think you're right. I would, we need, uh, yeah, we need some momentum behind us. We, we got to whip up look, some votes. Look, as, as, as Fantasy Lens, I say we are in uh, agreement that this should move forward and that Greg Olson, we will back you. Anthony Fasano, we will back you to make sure that we get tight ends recognized in New Jersey and have a week dedicated to it. Yeah, just tweet him. Be like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. tweet it. Oh, let's do this. Agree with everything that's being said. Sponsored by Fantasy Lens. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That'd be amazing. Um, all right, that that was really, that was really good uh, way to end this uh, this episode, Brian. I like that. 
All right. Um, all right. Well, with that, we are Fantasy Lens, as just mentioned. Uh, we are going to be back every week. All right, we apologize for the past two weeks. Um, and you can find us at Fantasy underscore Lens on Twitter, where we are answering all your fantasy football-related questions. Uh, you can find us anywhere this, anywhere you get podcasts. Just search Fantasy Lens. We're Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, and we're going to make this NJ tight end thing a week. Um uh, we get a thing. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. And with well, that, well, now there's advocacy behind it, so that's yes. good. Yes. And with that, we are Fantasy Lens, and we will be back next week.